Well, a very warm welcome to you and welcome to my little sharing, which is called Jackals. Jackals. They hide in insane places, in little nooks and crannies in the soil, or lurking deeper in the dark forest and the twisted branches of the subconscious self. You can forget sometimes they're even there. However, all it takes is the mewling sound of a lost tiger cub calling for its mother, and like ghostly shadows they take form and appear. Oh yes, I have jackals, don't we all? And they present themselves for my inspection and attention, most regularly, in the following places. One, the bathroom mirror. Oh yes, it's here, first thing in the morning, where unshaven and bleary-eyed, I hear an inner voice. Oh, look at the state of you. Oh, you're looking old. What happened to your Alexander the Great years, your youthful vigour, those shining eyes, blue and wrinkled, that big engaging smile? Where did you go? Well, I've had a lot of dental surgery these past weeks and months. I've had teeth extracted. There are vacant spaces in the building site that used to be my mouth and waiting to be filled in somehow in the weeks ahead while I sit once again in a dental chair. And so I smile thinly, sigh and reach for the toothbrush. Two, when I think I hear a criticism, I am sometimes sensitive. Only sometimes, but it does happen. And it can come from anywhere, from anyone and at any time but particularly then. Jackals are not choosy on timing, but they certainly know how to choose words to suit any situation. There was a good friend of mine, let's call him Ben, who worked alongside me in a large psychiatric hospital team, and he described me in a team exercise known as Jahari's Window as bombastic. We'd been given a task to find three adjectives to describe the qualities we could see in one another. And it was great fun until that point. But then I froze, blushing red, eyes widening. Well, he said, you, you have a lot of strong opinions and a big personality. But you see, I understood the word very differently. And later that day, I looked it up. It said, quote, a person who makes a lot of noise, but with no real meaning, or serious content. Well, grrr, I quietly seethed for a couple of days, perhaps until Ben and I got to share a beer, and he explained he didn't know that this was the precise di dictionary definition, and that he valued my opinions. He was so apologetic. Of course, I made occasionally bold statements regarding psychiatric practices, but I allowed him to buy me a second beer, and all was well. But in the period after the team building exercise, I did pass through something of a small internal crisis. I felt my hard work and dedication to the cause of patient rights in a system that can all too often fail to hear their voice was well regarded by everyone. And that included doctors and nurses who I worked very hard to have a positive relationship with. But now I wondered, did they also see me as bombastic? overconfident, strident in my views. A man who, as Shakespeare once said, makes a lot of noise but signifying nothing. I can remember sitting at home and thinking I need to find another job as soon as possible. However, 
Ben looked up the road too, and he came into the office with a somewhat shameful voice. He was so sorry, he said. It was the wrong word to use to describe what he felt he saw in me. And so, of course, the bar called us after work, where healing took place once again. But words, hey. Three. Whenever I'm asked to give a talk or a lecture to a live audience on mental health matters, and when I learn in advance that some of the audience are senior health professionals with many years of training and experience and awash with high-level qualifications. Now, even though I've given many presentations on mental health, hearing voices and new ways to understand difficult experiences and manage better with them, I still become filled with self-doubt. It's usually the day before the event too, a little like last-minute nerves before a show. And this jacker is a, jackal is a regular visitor to me. You're a fraud, it says. Oh, they'll see right through you. You don't have any expertise to talk on such a subject. Email them now. Tell them you're unwell. Just apologise. And with a click of a send button, you'll be free from this burdensome opportunity and you can avoid the shame of failing live in front of 200 people. Go on, do it. And it's then I sit and I breathe and I feel the tension in my chest. And my mind whirling like an out-of-control wind power turbine. I let these feelings settle and be. I allow them to have a voice because I think they're protecting me from possible pain and humiliation. Non-violent communication has helped me Learn to try and translate these calls from the underground parts of the self or the psyche or the soul. And you see, I grew up in a home with a lot of built-in tension and aggression. My stepfather worked hard but drank too much and my mother struggled to care for six children. It was a task they were, for the most part, unable and unfit to manage for many different reasons. And I was the eldest son so subject to a lot of hostility and unfounded criticism and accusations of wrongdoings that almost always led to me being called a liar and a thief. And I did steal food occasionally from nearby stores, but that was in order to feed my brothers and sisters, as we were undernourished and neglected and discussed by neighbours as a family that urgently needed an intervention. But nothing ever happened, and it continued for some years. So I was punished regularly with sticks and belts for imagined crimes that my stepfather concocted. And at 11 years old onwards, I became a runaway boy, sort of street kid, sleeping wherever I could find a safe place to avoid the attention of police, parents and school teachers. I was often collected and returned to the home, despite telling the police officers who picked me up what had been happening. But their main duty, they said, was to get me back, nothing more. And the stories I shared were not lightly believed. They would listen and shrug and then just gently push me into the car. And I realised that these early experiences have helped me in some ways to grow. But they've also left an indelible mark upon me. I'm hypersensitive to accusations of wrongdoing when I've done nothing. And I react very strongly too, if I'm not believed when telling my truth. But these things rarely happen so much anymore. And, well, thank goodness. My jackals 
often sleep for lengthy periods. I forget again that they're even there, of course, and they're lurking in the shadows, waiting for their moment. I seem to get their life energy from my memories and lived experiences. But now I'm better able to be a witness to them and understand their origins and to translate their preening and whining voices as an integral part of my self-survival mechanisms. Internal responses to perceived slights, working to warn me and keep me safe from further harm and to make sure that no one can hurt me ever again. But it has taken me a long journey to get to this point and level of self-understanding. I've learned through NVC to listen to my doubting and critical voices, identify my feelings and search for signs of unmet needs. I can translate them and even enjoy my private jackal show. And I've developed a newfound respect for my little jackal pack. And I never thought I would ever say that. Thanks for listening. My name's Ivan Barry. I worked for 20 years in mental health recovery roles. I've been an awareness raiser and an advocate for people who hear critical voices. I blog sometimes and send out guides for better coping with difficult experiences. And they're free. And I've facilitated hearing voices support groups in hospitals, prisons and community settings in the United Kingdom and the USA. I sometimes speak at international conferences and I'm an enthusiast for recovery and wellness. If you'd care to know more, visit my website. It's www.visionsandvoices.weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. There's lots of interesting material on there and more information. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.